So welcome to another episode of the Fat for Weight Loss Show. Today we have Boozy Ketones, Lisa and Erica on the podcast and we will get to it right after this. An important food, a healthy food and a basic food that can be served in more than a hundred different ways. Hello and welcome to the Fat for Weight Loss Show. My name is Aaron and I am your host for today's episode. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, let me introduce myself. Firstly, I am from Australia, if you hadn't already guessed from the accent, and I run a ketogenic food blog called Fat for Weight Loss, found at fatforweightloss.com.au. And the aim of this podcast is to dig into the world of nutrition, fitness, and everything in between. I'm a nutritional therapist and an advanced sports exercise nutritional advisor. However, I'm not a doctor, so I cannot give you any medical advice. This also applies to any guests involved in this show. Please make sure you consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet or medication. You can find me on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Fat for Weight Loss for delicious keto recipes, meal plan videos, and drool-worthy food photography. So let's get right into it. So, Erica and Lisa, how are you guys doing today? We're doing great today. How are you? Oh, doing doing really, really well. You know, here in Australia, it's 8 o'clock in the morning, so it's probably not quite time to drink yet. Um, but I'm really excited to jump into this podcast all about, uh, you know, keto, what drinks you can have, what things you can eat whilst drinking, you know, all of those common questions. And, you know, I think it is a, a, a common misconception for most people. It's like, oh, I can never, ever drink again when I go keto but in fact you can and we're going to give you some really handy tips along the way but i like to start the podcast with um you know a personal funny story something you know people might call it a bit of an an icebreaker but um the i still hear that your family's blocked on your instagram page can you sort of elaborate on the <laughs> on the details on that because um, that's an interesting one they are so when we started this we I mean, it's just kind of weird putting something out on the internet. And so um, Lisa talked to me into starting this page and my terms were that it be anonymous. And so we immediately, we made it, we immediately blocked everybody and then realized pretty quickly through the Instagram algorithm that we were not as anonymous as we hoped we were. <laughs> and so we were found out, we were outed, but we still have about half my family members blocked and they don't know about it and it's getting kind of awkward. It's like, is it too late to At tell some them? point, we should probably unblock them. Uh, I think we should keep them. Yeah, keep we're, them we'll probably keep them blocked. They'll figure it out yeah. eventually. I, I, I don't think it's it's a, a problem, really. I think if, if they want to know about it, then they can just go to your website, you know. Instagram is just one thing. <laughs> it's not hard. You can, yeah. you can, yeah, you can tweak the website, but, but Instagram's always, yeah. And, that, and the al- algorithm, too, you know, when, when you go, ah, oh, uh, you may know this person, you go, I do. Why do I? (laughs) That's what our mother, our mother did. (laughs) She hates it when we swear and drink. So she was like, huh, what are you guys doing? She actually knew for like over a week and didn't tell us. She was just creepily stalking on our Instagram. And then when she finally (laughs) told us, she's like, well, I figured, girls, if you wanted to tell me, you would have told me. We're like, you are a little creeper. (laughs) 
yeah, but that's, okay. That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> now you know. but you know, not not unlike most of most people on Instagram that are all creeps, right? So <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, she was at least a creep that we knew. Uh-huh. Exactly, Sorry, yeah, mom. yeah. So maybe Sorry, the family is like you know blocking family is just really blocking the the people that are closest to you who are stalking you. But <laughs> <laughs> that's I need some privacy. Number. That's right. Yeah, it's probably a good lead into uh, you know. Can you tell us a little bit about Boozy Ketones, how it started, and and uh, you know wh- where you're going from here, and and what you do basically? Yeah, I mean, we kind of started when we started keto, which was um, January of 2017, and I think we were about six months into keto. We kind of knew that it was something we wanted to do long term, that we really liked it, we liked the way it felt, and that it wasn't just this little. I mean, we started out thinking it was just going to be like a couple week trial period, see how it goes. But we knew pretty quickly we wanted to make it sustainable. Um, So we started searching for, you know, ways to sub all of the things that we had pre-keto and realized that there weren't really a lot of resources for keto alcohol. There's kind of always those little, those little, um, what are those little blocks that say like what drinks you can have and that's Mm. about it. Um, we want a couple actual recipes. Yeah, a couple recipes, but not a ton out there. So we took it into our own hands, and here we are. Mm. I think that's um, you know the the best way to to get into something is usually that it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And, uh, we searched Instagram, and you know, I would just do, put in the hashtag keto cocktails, and there was nothing. And I'm like, Eric, there's no keto cocktails <laughs> out there. Like, there's mm. not a page designed just for keto cocktails so we're like okay let's name it boozy ketones we're gonna make all the cocktails and get those ketones drunk (laughs) (laughs) which is pretty easy on keto yes well it's it's interesting you know because a lot of drinks have you know uh or or are based off sugar right Mm -hmm. and there's like the simple syrup or Mm -hmm. uh, you know that's just what it's called in australia which is literally just sugar and water and they add that to your cocktail to make it taste more palatable because the pineapple and the you know all of the other fruit drinks that they added prior to that wasn't sweet enough (laughs) i think cocktails can just get so out of hand um and uh, and so yeah, I think it's probably something that's been necessary for a long time. And even with the whole like paleo movement, I don't think there was really any focus on. Uh, I guess like paleo is you know alcohol wasn't invented in the <laughs> paleolithic age, <laughs> right? I don't <laughs> that's think really alcohol the, is paleo <laughs> off the table. But um, but yeah, I think uh, it's it's such a great idea, and I think that uh, you know, not many people are doing it, and so. Yeah, I, I think uh, it's it's a it's a great way to keep uh, going with the ketogenic diet um, because food's one part, but also you know socializing can be a huge downfall for most people. Yeah, um, correct. I agree. I think anytime you you say you can never have this one thing again, like follow this diet, mm. it's very strict. You're but you're limited on all this stuff. It, I just don't think it's as sustainable as it should be. Mm. Um, and that's what I like a lot about the ketogenic diet is there's a sub for everything. I mean, mm. for simple syrup, we mostly use uh, sweetened or just fruit juices for sweetener. There's, you know, you can make a erythritol-based simple syrup. There's kind of just a way to sub out everything. And then mm. just the way that your palate changes too. You don't need it a lot of the time. Like it, I'll drink mm. a normal cocktail every once in a while and it is just not what my palate is yeah, used to. sickening sweet. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And and same for those types of foods as well, you know, if you go mm-hmm. back to eating something super sweet, 
you know, by the time you're fully fat adapted, um, 100% dark chocolate tastes sweet and you're like, mm. whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That would have tasted super bitter um, to start off with. But, you know, for, for both of you, what was the motivation um, to you starting keto or uh, starting going down that low carb path and then, you know, eventually moving into, you know, the, the replacements like alcohol and stuff? What was the initial reason going down the keto path? Well, I wanted, I just got off vacation and I, you know, ate super unhealthy, ate all the bad foods and I just really wanted to, I was like, okay, Monday, I'm going to start eating healthy. I'm going to do this. And then Erica texted me and was like, okay, I have been doing keto for three weeks. Look it up. It's amazing. I didn't want to tell anybody because it, like, <laughs> it was totally it? backfiring on me. Yeah. I didn't want to be the one that jumped on a, a thing and, and then bailed. Another but. fad diet. But she's like, you need to do your research. Like research what, what it's doing to your body, why it's doing to your body, and give it three weeks. And I did. Yeah. And I mean, of course, I wanted to lose weight, but I didn't realize that I was sleeping better. I mean, my, my bloat was completely gone. I my mental clarity and so it's not at first it was for the weight loss but now it's just I just feel so much better and when I go off of it and eat carbs like my whole body it's just I can just tell like mm. I feel more down when I eat bad and so that's I just love it it's definitely a lifestyle thing for me for sure Mm, yeah, it's it's uh, it's quite a common route into keto is like um, the the weight loss side, but you know along with that all of these side benefits you pick up along the way. You're like, oh wow, my skin looks better mm-hmm. now. And you look yeah. in the mirror and you're like, oh damn, this yeah, I, I don't need that anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you, you never just really eat well and yeah, you never really realize until you've done it and until all of that is out of your system. You never realize that you felt so bad until yeah. it's gone and then you eat something and you remember like oh i used to feel like this all the time i didn't even know it yeah yeah and and that is a a a common misconception as well because there are so many people who go you know you're doing the keto diet that's that must be so unsustainable or it's like how can all that fat be so uh, you know not bad for you and and you look at the you know the standard diet and you go how is that good for you? I just you? want to say, please it's, do your research before you talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, and, and so, uh, yeah, that's a, that, that is um, such a great reason to to go down that path. And, and it's good to know a little bit about um, boozy ketones. But I guess we can probably jump into some of the, the alcohol that is keto friendly. And so... You know, you were saying before that there's a list of like, you can drink this and it's just like that, 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 that spirit, that wine, that beer or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can't, uh, you know, there's no suggestions of anything else. So maybe we can start off with the the basics and we'll build up from there. So um, which of the spirits have you found uh, that have been uh, and and what are your parameters for for? you know it being keto friendly is it just under five grams of carbs or is it something that keeps you uh feeling good without without being kicked out of that you know that fat burning feeling or what what are your parameters first for that and then what are some of the spirits that uh are are keto friendly yeah we we try to keep all of our little creations under five carbs um we live day-to-day 
we don't track, but we kind of try to keep everything under 20. So we feel like if we um, have a five carb meals, five carbs and snacks, and then we have like those five carbs left over for drinks. And mm. then that's kind of how we gauge that. Um, the liquors that we use, I mean, we'll use anything. Most of the clear liquors are zero carbs. So vodka, gin, tequila, um, whiskey, Rum is a tricky one. Rum's always on the list, but a lot of companies will add uh, sugar to their rums after production and nobody puts anything on the bottles, so it's really hard to know. Um, so some of them are not as straightforward. Flavored, flavored spirits are tricky because sometimes they're naturally distilled and sometimes they're, it's just like a sugar syrup that they use. So your best bet, if you just don't want to think about it and you're just at the liquor store and you panic, you just grab a grab a bottle of vodka, gin, or tequila. Um, but you you can do some research and contact the companies and kind of see if they do added uh, sugars to their bottles. Mm. There are a few companies that are starting to put nutrition stuff on their labels. So Captain Morgan will put carb counts on the bottles now, which is incredibly helpful. Um, but a lot of them just don't. And so if you're at all unsure, you, you kind of got to dig deep and contact some people and it's kind of annoying. <laughs> right. Right. And is that, is that, does that come from experience? Have you? Yes. <laughs> yes. And just from being like, oh, this citrus vodka looks good. And then you think you're doing fine. And then the next day you're like, no, that was completely full of sugar. And mm. I made a huge mistake. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it is something to, um, because most people, aren't tracking their carbs they're more tracking uh i guess maybe fat or total calories or something but uh you know for, for those people adding sugar to a drink is one of is is a taste that people go ah oh, yeah i like that drink uh as opposed to something that doesn't have sugar but but it's it's only the ketogenic diet or you know anyone that's going low carb that has a real um affinity to that so mm-hmm. yeah th- those those lighter colored alcohols definitely um ones to stick with so uh what was it there was vodka gin tequila and oh i guess tequila is not always white is it um mm, all the colors always yes right <laughs> Rum, tea, scotch brandy yeah yep there yep. i mean there yeah. are a lot of options there are lots of options there's just also a lot of tricks and um ones that you think will be good but probably aren't the best choice right yeah okay so that's a so for anyone listening I hope you're writing this down, or if you're in the car, don't write this down. Just remember it. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so th- n- and I thought we'd sort of go up from like the easy ones to the trickier ones yeah. because wine and beers tend to be you know a little bit of a minefield. So so in terms of wines, what are some of the wines that do come under that five grams of uh, net carbs value, and and what are some of the ones to look out for in terms of they're like way over that carb limit. So some of the red wine, um, so Cabernet Sauvignon is a good one. Merlot, Pinot Noir, Pinot Grigio, Chardonnay, um, any dry sparkling wine. Those are relatively about two to four carbs. There are like keto specific wines that they're coming out with now that's less than one carb for the whole bottle. So yeah, it's, I mean, and and wine is, is produced based off of that fermentation. So uh, you can ferment a wine out so that it's pretty low sugar, but I think what the problem is with with companies is that they'll add sugar back in after fermentation Mm. to cover up either poor quality or to 
just make it more palatable to the masses. So we look for dry wines. Um, all those ones that Lisa mentioned are good. Dry, if it just says dry, or when you're doing champagne, if it says brut, brut nature, that's my French accent right there. <laughs> <laughs> that I'll try to use when I say these. Um, all of those kind of, they're code words for the amount of sugar they add back in afterwards. So if you just look for, for brut nature, um, the dry, extra brute, but then when they say extra dry, that's actually more sugar that they add than the extra brute. So the terminology gets really tricky. We actually have a good little graphic on our um, Instagram that kind of just has it all lined out for you. So you can just take it with you and be like, these are the words I need to look for. This is how to do it. Mm. But um, well, overall, we can if you link just to that in the in the show description, we'll put a link to that. So if anyone is looking for that infographic, we'll link to that. So if you you can swipe over and just hit the description, and you can be taken to the Instagram page to that exact graphic. So that's pretty okay. cool. Yeah, <laughs> that is cool. Sweet wines that we say to stay away from: um, Moscatos, some red blends, um, sangrias, sweet red blends. All of those have a lot of sugar. Um, Mm. Riesling's is higher. It's not as high, but it's over five. So, I mean, we consider that high. I think it's around seven, but... I mean, mean, that's tough. Once you drink two glasses, that's most of your carbs for the day. So that's why we kind of try to keep it a little bit less. Basically avoid anything that's pre-mixed in a bottle. None of that that pre-mixed... tequila stuff don't, you know don't do margaritas in a bottle don't do syrups or liqueurs or always liqueur is basically just sugar flavored yeah. sugar hmm. so yeah. you kind of have to make all those sweet, at your home maybe second guess <laughs> a little bit right right yeah so <clears throat> yeah if it tastes sweet and you're like yeah okay this is not good yeah but um yeah the the wines are interesting because especially in australia we have a lot of um Marlborough Sav Blancs and they can be quite acidic uh, in, but they can also be kind of sweet too. But I guess it, they're still probably under that five grams of net carbs. Um, it, and I know there there are some, uh, as you were saying before, that there's some keto wines. So if you're really dead set on knowing exactly how much or how many carbs are in a bottle, then you can go uh, down that route as well. Yeah. I think they are a little bit more expensive, and you have to sort of order them yeah. online. But if you go uh, into a bottle shop generally uh, you can ask the person behind the counter and say look I'm looking for a, a dry this or a dry that uh, and and they can usually help you with a good year or a good uh, brand or something yeah, like that instead of for yeah. Sure. yeah do you call yeah, it a bottle shop yeah we call it a bottle that's shop cute. <laughs> or um what are they uh there's yeah the seventies in australia has so many weird slang words for i love it <laughs> we call it an esky as well that you know like where to keep drinks cool do you what what would you call that oh, oh, that's the fridge, fridge. <laughs> oh right <laughs> yeah i would call it the fridge too but if you were going to someone's place and you brought an esky with you with beers in it oh a yeah a cooler a cooler right okay. yeah that makes so much more I think sense esky like, sounds way it's cuter. Oh right, it's yeah, like but it's actually really just cuter. a brand. I think huh. it's, it's just, and then uh, you know, across the ditch in um, in New Zealand, they call it a chili bin or a chili huh. bin. I love it. Yeah. Everything's yeah, cuter. Just, mm. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, okay, so so we've you know crossed off wines and spirits, uh, so people should have a pretty good idea there. When it comes to beers, um, 
I guess that's probably pretty country specific and, uh, you know, brand specific. Do you have any brands that, um, are, are low carb and taste good or, uh, a low carb, uh, you know, under that five grand card limit yeah. as well? Beer is really hard before keto. Mm. I, we like do homebrew. We were, there's a big craft beer thing happening in Salt Lake city. It's and I love beer which is basically mm. liquid bread. Um, so, <laughs> and I never drank hard liquor before this either because it was, that beer was my thing. But um, I do feel like as keto gets more popular, it, there are more companies trying to do the low carb thing just because it's in demand now. So you've got your Corona premieres, but they're just, you know, it's just water. It's just like water with a little bit of mm. alcohol in it. I don't think any of it's good. Um, right. I did find today up in Idaho the Lagunitas IPA, which is three carbs per can. It's my new favorite. It's so good. And it's like oh, that very God. hoppy IPA. Um, I think it's the first one that I've liked. But I kind of just, if, if I am being active, I'm on vacation, I haven't had a good stout in six months, I'm just going to drink it. I, that's maybe the one thing, beer and popcorn, I haven't found a great substitute for. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, popcorn. Yeah, that's hard. Oh, I miss yeah. popcorn. And and so, the what would be sort of like the the, the common uh, beers in America? Because I know in Australia we sort of copy the um, we, we copy England a lot <clears throat> when it comes to beer because I don't know we just sort of got it from them. But um, I, I know that IPAs are pretty popular in the states and they have sort of trickled down into Australia as well. Yeah, am I correct in saying that? I think so, yeah. I think there's a big craft brewery thing bursting on the scene up here. So, um, I mean, you get every every type of beer you can think of is up here. We, there's a beet saison that's bright pink at our brewery here that is like has that beet flavor that's so good. But wow. it's not keto. <laughs> right, right. Well, I guess um, you're probably getting a lot of nitrates with that as well in terms of mm -hmm. not like bad nitrates, but like nitric oxide. So what that does for athletes is it enables them to push more blood around their body. And so if you've ever seen those beetroot powders, then that yeah, that's sort of that thing. So you would probably huh. feel lightheaded quicker <laughs> with, with beetroot alcohol. Oh. Uh, I know that's a, a weird thing to sort of think about, but it, you would. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, and, that. and so it done into a beer. Yeah, I mean, like we, we have a lot of craft breweries here um, in Australia as well. Uh, you know, some are in Perth, which is like... Oh, I don't know, like six hours flight away and, and it, you know, a, a long space. But they have this place on the Gold Coast, which is close to us, um, called Burley Brewing. And they do what's called the Big Head. Uh, and it's basically a lager that they've they've brewed bone dry, essentially. Oh. And it has zero carbs. Really? Wow. Yeah, zero carbs. And it tastes pretty good. So if you live in Australia... That, that beer is pretty much available at most bottle shops um we and so that, that's a pretty good recommendation <laughs> i love but, that i yeah i don't know how to get it uh, <laughs> <laughs> but now i want it really, i'll, I'll really send dead. you some I, I don't know how the, the whole export <laughs> thing works but if i can i'll do it um but yeah it, it is a lager so it's not you know it doesn't have um the the hoppy taste or you know that really big full-bodied beer it's more yeah it's like that uh corona premiere yeah. style i guess it's probably probably not your cup of tea i don't think i mean i'll drink anything really 
<laughs> I'll try anything. I actually when. like Michelob, and that I think it's like four carb Michelob, Michelob Ultra. Um, oh yeah, okay. But also Coors Light, Bud Light. Those uh, are all the champagne low of beers. Also. <laughs> <laughs> and so in the states, when they say light, that means light because calories. in Australia, light and calories. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So in Australia, it, it that would be. Um, light it would just be like lighter in color or lighter in fat like you know you have low fat um, yogurt it would be light yogurt Mm. it's strange to have light in in front of beers or actually light in alcohol it would be in australia so light beers we call there's light and mid-strength and full strength Um. Um, but in the states it's different you you wouldn't say a, a less alcoholic beer is light would you or is that what it is just less calories i think it's referring to calories mostly yeah 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 okay oh, yeah they put they'll okay. put the percentage of alcohol on the can so it's all by um right. abv and that's how yes, they measure okay. that but. Mm, okay all right and so what are some of the common questions uh that you both get about you know keto and alcohol because you know when you scroll through your instagram page it's like you know i'm sure there would be so many people going oh you can actually drink that or how do I know what to do when I go to the bottle shop? Or, you know, what are some of those questions that you do get? Yeah, I think one of the main questions we get is, doesn't alcohol have sugar in it? Mm. And I and there's such a close connection in, with that in people's minds. Um, I wonder if it's because of just that relationship of yeast consuming the sugar and then having alcohol as the byproduct. But a lot of people just think that that's what alcohol is, is just sugar. And so mm. we we try to educate <laughs> as best we can on our page with that. Um, I think the second question we always get is, isn't it going to kick you out of ketosis? Which mm. is a difficult question to just answer yes or no to. It's not, I mean, you know, it's not that simple and there are so many factors. Um, but those are, those are the main questions that stick out to me. What about you, Lise? Yeah. yeah. Um, some of the questions, we get a lot of messages saying, you know, I'm going out with my girlfriends what do I help me like give me some drinks for the bar um and so I always like to tell them like you can order mojito just don't order it with the simple syrup pack monk fruit drops um you know you could do that if you could do tequila lime soda and do monk fruit drops and then that's margarita you could do shots those are my favorite things in the world I just don't think that that's a good idea though Shots never end well. Oh, they always end so well. We diverge there. I won't do a shot unless I'm being held accountable for it in some way. It's serious. <laughs> but yeah, we get a lot of questions on just help me what to drink. Um, my favorite go-to drink at the bar is dirty gin martinis. Like I never drank gin before starting this page, and I love gin. That's one of my favorite things. So that's, you know, zero carbs. So. Yeah. It, and what makes a, a gin martini dirty? Um, you have to swear bread. while you drink yeah. it. Uh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the consumer, not the mixer. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, uh, you I throw like olive it. juice in it, and so it kind of cuts uh, the briny olive taste, kind of cuts that um, gin taste. But I love, I, I think gin is our most favorite of mm-hmm. the liquors, which is funny because, yeah, we never drank it before. Um, Drinking and alcohol in general is funny because people have their things that they love, that they absolutely will not drink, that they've never tried. Um, 
people love vodka sodas. It's just like your standard, you don't want to taste alcohol, go right. to drink. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it is fun though to try new things and to, to get out of your comfort zone. Um, I think alcohol and drinks can be really fun and interesting, just like food. I mean, it's yeah. just like trying different food that you wouldn't normally go to and that. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree because uh, I, I only recently went to uh, a winery in um, New Zealand. So we, we uh, flew into Queenstown, New Zealand, and they have, um, it's the same latitude as uh, I think it's Burgundy in France. So it's 45 oh, yeah. degrees. I think it's Burgundy, um, but it's where all the really good Pinot Noir comes from in mm. France. So in central Otago, which is at, on that 45 degree line, um, all the really, really good Pinot Noirs come from there as well. And so we got to t- taste like these bottles of wine that won the best wine in the world for Pinot Noir, and which is crazy. Yeah, that's <laughs> and they're awesome. ridiculously expensive. But, but um, there, there is, uh, and, and through that, I found that there's an app, and I don't know whether it's available in the States. It's, it's actually, I think it is. Um, but, and, and I think what they do is they sort of like zone it down into your location. But it's called Vivino, V-I-V-I-N-O, um, and what you can do is you can uh, you can scan the front of a bottle of wine and mm-hmm. it will give you a rating. So it's like a rating one to five based on the community. Um, and so uh, when I was going into bottle shops and I'd look at a bottle of wine, I was like, I have no idea what I'm buying. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And and you'd, you'd look at like Cabernet Sauvignon. What is that? Okay, right, next one. Okay, damn it. What's the cheapest? <laughs> Yeah, and um, and so that that one was really helpful for me because I uh, sorry that app was really helpful for me because I knew that other people had tasted it before and you could put away the bottles that were you know bad ratings mm-hmm. and then grab the ones that were good and and it had a list. But uh, is there anything that's similar to that in the states? And, and I know that you can sort of see if it is a drier bottle just by um, you know looking on the app because it has these taste characteristics where it says. Um, you know, sweet or dry or bold or tannic or, um, you know, acidic or softer. Is Are there any other, like, you know, crazy tricks like that that have been useful for you when you uh, go to either order a drink at the bar or um, know what to buy from the, from the shops? Yeah, I mean, we have – I like that app. I'm going to look that up. I think that sounds really helpful. Um, we have the same thing on our bottles where it's it'll describe the characteristics of it. And I mm. – I feel like most of the same type of wine will stay in that same sugar range. So I just always do like a Pinot Noir because I know that I like Pinot Noirs or the Cab Savs. But um, we have like these little white cards at the liquor store that will do a rating similar to what you're describing on the app. And oh. they'll, I kind of just go with that. Like they'll have the tasting points and I'll pick a, a 92 point wine. With the pretty oh, label. Okay. Yeah. But also, <laughs> I just label. pick one. <laughs> I just pick one yeah. and go with it. And then if it's new. gross, I don't buy that one again. <laughs> yeah. I love trying new brands. I have my go-to brands that I like. But if I see a pretty bottle, I just buy it. Yeah. I'm very right. influenced by pretty bottles. Yeah. I think um, that, you know, the, the wine companies have really capitalized on that because there, there are some really, uh, really, really great looking bottles. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the it, it's really simple sometimes it's got a bike on it and as you know i'm yeah. big into cycling so i'm like i'm gonna buy the one with the bike on it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> this is bike wine. <laughs> this is bike wine. Yeah, I'm going to drink it on my bike. Yeah, it fits in your little water holder at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that before. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so okay, so that that that's that's pretty good. In, in Australia, I guess we sort of do a similar thing, but um, I just don't look at that. So, and, and I'd, I'd I'd assume most people don't. Um, but uh, you know, sort of coming back to those frequently asked questions that you got uh, when it comes to drinking and keto, uh, you know, the first one um, isn't alcohol sugar. And and I think for, for how do you sort of explain that to people that think that uh, one, alcohol is sugar and, and that it, it is going to kick them out of ketosis? Is, do, you, do you have any uh, sort of things that you might say to someone in that regard or um, is it just, you know, just plain and dry alcohols a different macronutrient and that's that i mean that's basically what how i explain it is that you've got it's kind of this fourth macronutrient that's not actually nutritious for your body but it's not the same thing as the other three macronutrients so mm. um it's kind of its own little thing it's processed differently but the way that your body will process alcohol too like you your liver will process the alcohol but since there's no glycogen there um, it stops fat metabolism and it puts alcohol right to the front of the line because that's the easier molecule to process. So as far as it kicking you out of ketosis and, and people read these scary articles that say that they're not going to be fat burning the whole time that there's alcohol in their system and um, people get really fixated and concerned about, about that two hours of not burning fat, right? Of not mm. being in ketosis, quote unquote. And I, I just kind of say, like, it is fine if tw two hours of your 24-hour day, you're burning through 150 calories of alcohol instead of the fat on your thighs. Like, to me, it's worth right. it, and it's a fine trade-off. Yeah, it's way more fun. It's way more fun. <laughs> yeah, you could you could sit at home and watch Netflix if you didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two hours of, yeah, you're good with it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it, it is interesting, and I always... Um, always had that in the back of my mind and and there was another question as well that i get uh that i get a lot from people is that oh um if i am in ketosis how much less do i need to drink to have the same effect or or um, another question is like i get i get drunk really really oh, quickly if i'm tolerance. yeah yeah it's and so real. is that a is that a real thing is have you experienced that before oh it's I can tell when I am like on my game with the ketogenic diet and I, I one, oh man, like I half a glass of wine and I'm like, yeah, okay, I got to slow down. I'm feeling it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, I mean, it's, and alcohol is weird anyway. Sometimes you think you're doing fine and then you wake up with a wicked hangover and then sometimes you mm. have three drinks and you're like, it's not working. <laughs> so it's, right. it's, I think knowing that your, your tolerance is decreased, like that is legit Careful. the other part is that you only need two drinks really and then you should probably just how you're feeling probably stop and then that's even less calories and less um mm. carbs that you're consuming so i feel like it works out perfectly for my end mm. but you just you do have to be careful um because you can slip up and all yeah. of a sudden you're on the floor and you mm -hmm. don't know where your shoes are <laughs> <laughs> you need a ride no. home <laughs> So I that's, hear. Uh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Never happened to me before. No. <laughs> <laughs> Are my oh, shoes? Oh look. Um, I, I so I I used to be in a band before I started doing this, uh -oh. and and there was like a lot 
of free alcohol everywhere and so the, there's lots of stories around that but we, we won't get into that today but i do know what you're talking about <laughs> you still haven't found the sneakers well. from 2004 have you Aaron? yeah They're or gone. the dog that i stole or like you know, just, yeah <laughs> we won't go into that can we just have a podcast of just funny drunk stories <laughs> oh that would yeah maybe round two round let's two. do like funny drunk stories okay from yeah that i i don't know whether people would oh no i think people will listen to it so if you're listening right now and you're like super stoked to hear this podcast what i want you to do is i want you to um go onto instagram because you probably got instagram on your phone and message boozy ketones Mm -hmm. and say i want a podcast with crazy drunk stories (laughs) full stop i mean we can read drunk stories i know everyone has drunk stories yeah, we could have a Q&A on drunk stories. <laughs> we could do call-ins on drunk stories. Yeah, mm. uh, okay. <laughs> they can be keto drunk and stories. Those are probably even better. Probably, yeah. I had two glasses of wine and I <laughs> and couldn't I ate four pounds of bacon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, um, there was, there's actually a good uh, documentary that I was watching um, a couple of days ago and it's called The Truth About Alcohol. It's on Netflix in Australia. I don't know whether it's in the States. Um, but basically this guy, he goes around trying to prove all of these myths with alcohol, but he does come across these ones where it's like, uh, you know, how much do people actually eat when they're drinking versus if they're not drinking? So he gets two groups. Now these are very scientific studies and not, (laughs) um, and, uh, and, and, you know, two, two sports teams. So one football team, one, I don't know, hockey team. And he gives them all a pint of beer. Oh, no, two pints of beer. And the hockey team, unfortunately, gets non-alcoholic beer. And the other, you know, the other team gets alcoholic beer. But what was interesting, and and they weren't uh, being tested, and they were, you know, being fake tested on their memory as as they were drinking, but they were actually being tested on how much chips and peanuts and stuff that they ate from the table Mm-hmm. whilst they were drinking and the the people who had more alcohol in their drink uh, ate like 50 oh no no sorry like 20 percent more food than the people who didn't um and there was a, a, a quite a clear relationship between that and previous studies that had been published on the same thing um and so if you are drinking really alcoholic drinks and maybe you're not in a ketogenic state and you've had five glasses of wine, um, stay away from the snack bowls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or just be ready. You've got to just be prepared and you've got to know that that is – I feel like it's a defense mechanism. Like your body's like, there's poison. I need something to help absorb it. And so we, when we're drink testing, we always have like a little charcuterie board out or we get the pork rinds and dips and we make a plan because that's that's what's going to kick you out of ketosis is Mm, the 2 a.m pizza right yes yeah yeah and the i don't care because i'm so drunk yeah (laughs) it doesn't matter like that yeah those if you can prevent those steps and 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 so uh, a, a lot of questions i get as well um you know i miss the crunch when I'm in keto, there's not a lot of foods that really have like a crazy crunch. So I guess pork crackling would, but if you have dips, if you have uh, cheese, if you have those types of things, what is your go-to thing to have with those, or do you just have them by themselves? Um, we we do veggies mostly, and I completely agree that that crunch is missing in my life. <laughs> so um, the the cracklings, the veggies, and, and veggies like fill up your stomach too. So it's just easy mm-hmm. to do that. They've got cheese crisps too that are like 
chips. Um, what are they even called? Parm crisps? Cheese crisps. Cheese crisps. Oh, yeah. That's what they're called. Yeah. Um, those are yeah. really good for dips, too. Yeah, flaxseed crackers. Crunch. Mm-hmm. I, what I like to do, Erin, my most favorite thing is break out my air fryer and just fry everything that's in my fridge <laughs> at midnight. It's the best. <laughs> okay. Okay. So not, not everything, but like what, what are the things that you fry that are really good? Um, so I just have this Costco. Do you know what Costco is? Yeah, it's uh, we've got it in Australia too, but it's not so common. You and you, and they're like big superstores. Yeah, really, really far the, away. We are that I'm in love with, and it's my you favorite place to go every day. But just oh, okay. that big Costco-sized bag of um, frozen chicken wings, and you just throw them in your air fryer. Um, we do all the veggies. We just dip in like an egg and flaxseed, like a flaxseed parmesan mix, and then it sticks oh, to it. And then uh, you get it's like that. It just feels like that fried bar food. Which is really yeah. good. Mm. And you do then, that with cheese too. Yeah, mm. yeah. You can just fry cheese. You just fry everything. It's the best diet. I'm so happy on keto. <laughs> yeah, because you can you can eat cheese. You can eat bacon. Like you can eat all these <laughs> so things. Weird. Yeah, and and uh, prior to that, it was like oh, I can have a nourished bowl. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. What is that? <laughs> I know. I know, and it's probably the same. I mean, pre-keto, you know, you probably don't want to be eating midnight pizza anyway. So at least this mm. is still in your macros and it's not going to do too much damage. Mm, that's right, yeah. Um, and uh, so tips for people wanting to stay keto during a night on the town. I, th- I think we probably covered uh, some of the things that, you know, in the frequently asked questions, but what are some tips for those people uh, going out on a Friday night and they're not taking alcohol with them because generally you're at a bar, you can't, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, but, I mean, you, uh, can. you know, what are some of those tips? <laughs> <laughs> you can, I mean, but <laughs> it's not a Let's stay within the realms of the law on this I podcast. I would just say you've just got to plan ahead. Get a game plan in mind. Um, plan what you're going to drink so you're not pressured at the, you know, if everyone's ordering margaritas, just stick with what you know. Um, everywhere pretty much has dry wine, club soda, and limes. So, I mean, when in doubt, get that rum and add some limes and pack your own sweetener and yeah. Yeah, there's a really cool cocktail bar in Salt Lake that has everything. So it's not just a dive bar that you're kind of limited on. And I'll just ask them like, what fresh fruit do you have? Uh, do you, what diet mixers do you have? What And then just kind of mix it all together, see see what happens. But mm. if you're at a yeah. dive bar, though, whiskey and pickle juice. Whiskey and pickle juice is your thing. Is the best. Everyone has pickle juice. They're called picklebacks, and they're amazing. Have you ever had one, Aaron? Yeah. So there's a there's a bar here in Brisbane. Um, oh, now I'm blanking on the name, um, but it's sort of like an underground bar, and they do picklebacks or like the you know whiskey and pickle mm-hmm. juice or that that style of drink and i did have one and i thought it was a little bit gross but that's because i haven't had it that many times before and so it's probably an acquired taste maybe i don't i'm trying not to drink it enough to acquire it (laughs) it's more it's like a dare and then you do it and you're like i didn't die so that was cool juice i mean if you don't like pickles you're gonna hate it but the pickle juice just cuts the alcohol yeah um, you kind of mm. do it fast, so like some people take the shot and then kind of wait, and I'm like, "What are you doing? Drink the pickle juice!" <laughs> um, so and, and I just shoot it, it, boom, boom, yeah. and you can't taste mm. the alcohol. And no again, I'm not wants. a shots girl, so it's I prefer anything else. She's a sipper. Yeah. I'm a sipper. 
<laughs> Super. And and so for those people who do, do live in Salt Lake City or close in that realm, what are some good bars to go to that, uh, so you mentioned that one, but are, are there any other uh, bars or places to go that you found have had really good drinks or at least like good options? Yeah, there, there are actually quite a lot of bars and Salt Lake gets a bad rap for having weird liquor laws and um, a high population of people who don't drink, but um, there are a few bars that I was at one called, what's it called? Bar X mm-hmm. and the little bartender was so cute and she I was just like I want something that's fruity with gin and no sugar and she whipped me up like a blackberry gin and threw an egg white in there which if you shake it it gets like this big froth kind of like a cold foam cold brew froth on it it was oh. amazing um, what's funny too is that bartenders get really protective of their drinks so if you try to alter the drink sometimes they take it personally and they'll tell you like they handcrafted this drink and we're throwing off the balance by leaving out the sugar and you just kind of have to stick to your guns and be like that's fine I am willing to take that chance of like an unbalanced drink please make it the way you just gotta stick to your guns and and people take things really seriously but it's just like with food you know and I feel like people's um their preferences and all the different dietary ways of eating it's a it's becoming a little bit easier to go out in public Mm. and have have some specific requests but yeah no i would agree um yeah, <laughs> the, the, I, I have uh, brothers who've worked in, in bars and they, you know, they would scoff if someone yeah. <laughs> would, would alter the drink and you go, come on. like. But yeah, no, I think it is becoming more common to at least ask for without the sugar or, yeah. um, you know, different types of drinks. What is, what have you've got available? Um, yeah, okay. So, so at, at the end of the podcast, the tail end, uh, we've got a quick uh, set of questions and you know it, it usually re- uh, is based around food for most people but since we're doing a podcast all about drinking I thought you know let's just switch out food with drink and it's that's what it is <laughs> I love switching out food for drink yeah yeah, yeah me too yeah <laughs> except if it's eight o'clock in the morning I, I, I can't that's I what can't mimosas are for though <laughs> <They're> oh, <laughs> drinking breakfast booze keto mimosas <laughs> not real mimosas <laughs> I, I I I only thought about it this morning, but I did suggest you know since we're on a podcast doing talking all about alcohol, we should be drinking. Mm-hmm. And I know it is like happy hour for you guys over there, yes. but yeah, it is eight o'clock in the morning for you. Wow. But you know th- this is round two. This is maybe a second round mm. podcast where we can talk about drunk stories. We'll meet in the middle next time, whilst... so it's like noon yeah. noon your time. Right, that's acceptable. Yeah. Aaron, I have in, a secret middle, to yeah. tell you. Oh, what's the secret? I've been drinking a Lagunitas daytime IPA this entire time. Mm-hmm. You didn't even oh, know. Ah, mm-hmm. damn. It's that well, three-carb beer. It's so good. And yeah. I've been drinking a Cosmo. Oh, you have? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, we didn't want to make you feel now. bad. <laughs> oh, I'm going to spike my coffee now. <laughs> With gin or tequila. With gin? Or oh, I've never had gin vodka. and coffee. Do the whiskey. N- gin and whiskey? <laughs> you know, try gin it. Gin and whiskey. No, coffee whiskey. <laughs> Coffee whiskey. Oh, I think whiskey oh, goes coffee whiskey, coffee. Yeah. yeah. See, see, if, if, I don't know if this is a thing, but I get really put off the taste if an alcohol is hot. Like, so if you have hot coffee and you put alcohol in it, it is the most disgusting thing. Really? Ever. Even if yeah, it's like I, a Bailey's, like a creamy... Mm, like a, okay, I, I feel like you're that. just doing it wrong. 
Yeah, <laughs> I am. We could make you like it. <laughs> so, so that's probably a good a a, a good uh, intro into the first question. What is your favorite low carb drink? We can get an answer from both, so we can sort of uh, see the differences here. So, my favorite low carb drink. It kind of goes with the seasons. Um, now that it's spring, I'm I love gin. Um, so, dirty gin martinis. All the just, way. Yep, all the way. Mm, okay. See, and I think my favorite that I could just drink for the rest of my life, if I had to pick one drink, would be a Moscow Mule. Like that Ooh. gingery lime mm, is my too. favorite thing with any type of alcohol. I think a normal Moscow Mule is vodka, but you can throw, you can sub that out for whiskey, you can sub it out for a tequila. Tequila Mule, yeah. So good. Ooh, Pretty versatile. Yeah, and, and they come in like the little brass cups. Yeah, the copper mugs, yeah. You, yeah, you have cup, yeah. to, or else it's not an actual mule. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and so on the flip side, what is the least favorite keto low carb drink? Um, yeah. You know, something that you would instantly throw away if. Oh no, actually no, no one would throw away anything. But <laughs> what is something that you you wouldn't really order, or you know, someone would order and you judge them really hard for it? <laughs> Is there a drink I, that comes to mind? I do. I have two different things. So the drink I will probably judge someone for is a vodka soda just because mm. it goes against every creative bone in my body. <laughs> it's just so boring and bland. And But I do think there is a place for it, and I do think it's like an easy fallback. But mm. I try not to do it because I try to mix it up a little Be an bit. example. As far as the drink that I would not drink for myself ever is any like cucumber flavored vodka just because it reminds me of a time I almost died on cucumber Ooh. vodka. <laughs> so I can never She's drink it again. Scrubbing the puke off the side of her car. <laughs> was, I made a series of mistakes that ended poorly. There was I was at a concert, there was sun, not a lot of water, but there was a lot of cucumber vodka. So Ooh, I'll never drink what? that again. And you probably won't see much of that on our feed as far as cucumber <laughs> drinks go. <laughs> oh, it's so gross just That's thinking so about funny. it. Because you think about cucumber and water and it's like, ah, oh, it's so refreshing. Yeah. And that would be just no, the worst I'll, thing for you. Right? I'll puke. It's such a funny, like if you've ever puked up a certain type of alcohol, it's very, you'll never drink it again. I wish the same see, thing works for cookies. Just most people, enough. that's tequila, right? They're most people, it's tequila. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tequila is a go-to for me. I tequila's never led me wrong. It's never failed me. Yeah, I think it is a drink that um, I I go to and people look at me really weirdly and they go, "No, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so not funny. it's not that big here in Australia. People oh. who drink tequila are outcasts. <laughs> I guess it's because tequila has to come from Mexico, right? So it's probably right. hard to get mm. over there. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's expensive, I think, more so than anything. Mm. Um, and so, you know, the, there's <laughs> no cucumber ever. No cucumber ever. Um, what what book or videos or podcasts or medium have uh, recently inspired you uh, to one either drink or to just be a better person in life? Is there anything that comes to mind? Yeah, I have a lot of. I'm a podcast podcaster, um, and I really right now I like the Ologies podcast. If you ever heard of that kind of a science mm-hmm. podcast in each episode they just dive into some sort of ology like mythology or 
word biology, like just very specific ologies. And then the there's a Primal Blueprint podcast that Mark Sisson, he's oh, like yeah. the paleo guy. I really like listening yeah. to that because it does the science of it. Yeah, and then I love, see, I'm, I'm more not sciencey. My favorite murder, <laughs> oh, I love them. They're so funny. They just talk about murder all day. So I really like, like the true crime murder podcasts, and I like to, I just want to know why people are so crazy. So. Yeah, and so that's funny because my my fiance she listens to those podcasts to go to sleep because oh. their voices are always like so monotonous <laughs> that it, it, I don't know whether it's necessarily boring. I think she's a little bit creepy she by listening to like murders to go, no, <laughs> go to sleep. To. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> she knows how to not do it. How to why you would not kill somebody? Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, or or how to do it really well. Yeah, maybe one of the two. True, it could go either way. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. I, I, Mark Sisson, yeah. I, I always remember re- um, listening to his podcast, in particular the the ones that I did. Uh, he did with I think it's Brad Kearns, where he talks about endurance. Mm-hmm. That was just you know um, a, a particular interest of mine. Yeah, Brad Kearns' yeah, no. voice can sometimes. I just want to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell him I said that. Hi, Brad. His voice drives me nuts, but the information is is phenomenal, and I can like get through it unless I'm in a grumpy mood, and then I just can't listen to Brad Coons. But that podcast yeah, is really no, good. Vo- voices can really turn you off a particular podcast. Mm-hmm. I hope the people listening to this podcast are enjoying all of our voices. I was going to say the accent, same. So it's not really fair. That's true. You're in at an advantage. Oh, I've got yeah. So this is interesting because uh, because a, a, a lot of people who listen and follow. Fat for weight loss are from the states, right? Uh-huh. And so I have an accent, but for me, it's like I'm just talking normal, and I'm from. He's <laughs> <laughs> got the accent. That's a, yeah, I, I love it. It's kind of like, oh, I love the accent. And you're like, oh, that's yeah. I'm from Australia. You talk funny, not <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you like our accents, Aaron? Yes, I do. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the American accents uh, is is one of those things where you, um, whenever you don't hear it, it's weird because it's it's considered normal mm-hmm. like it, maybe in one. like a tv show or uh in a movie or something when, when you see an australian or a british person or you know wherever they're from it's like you it doesn't sound right because it's not american mm-hmm. um my husband's so, yeah, actually it's re- from scotland so i he's got a little accent and like kitchen roll i'm just like do you mean paper towel this is the best word he's got the best accent <laughs> Oh, I love it. And uh, and so um, what music have you been listening to recently and maybe what are some of the classics that you always go back to? Because I do like hearing people's choice on music. I'm not going... There's no judgment here. Um, but, yeah, music is something that has been quite a big thing for me for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and for most people it is, but some people just like, you know, selecting a playlist and going with that. But yeah. what are your thoughts? My playlist right now is Florence and the Machines. I... Oh yeah, love her. She's got great music. Um, just really she easy to listen to. She is a phenomenal Beautiful artist. voice, yeah. So that's my go-to playlist right now. Um, and mine is Gary Clark Jr. and Shaky Graves. And I get really stuck on anyone I've seen in concert. I just feel like I have this lifelong bond with them for the rest of my life. And me and Gary were meant to be together. <laughs> <laughs> and I love him, Gary. Love if you're there, I love you. <laughs> so, so I've I've actually never heard of him. Is he? Uh, he fr- he's from like a blues southern bluesy guitarist. 
Uh, okay. Yeah. Look him up. He's you're gonna well. What and what kind of band were you in? What is your music genre? Oh, so okay. I was I was um, jazz trained in bass, um, but I played in a synth pop band. <laughs> a what pop band? Um, like a synth pop band. If you if you think of like uh, MGMT or if you think of, um, I'm googling synth hmm. pop band right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, uh, if you, I'll wh- what I'll do is I'll I'll send you a link to it and and you can laugh at me. <laughs> because... I love you. Wait, what was your band Alphaville? name? Do you know that? It, it, the band was called Pigeon. Pigeon. And okay. if if you're looking online, you can see uh, maybe if you type into YouTube, we did a Daft Punk cover. Oh, that awesome. one was that one's pretty cool. But that's a that's that's about it. That the that's the extent of it. But the uh, so I I went to uni and did music with uni and um, yeah. yeah, music was just a, a a big part of it. And so I think incorporating it in the podcast, even though it's, this is all about health and booze and drinking and whatnot, yeah. uh, is is always a, a a common thing for some people as well. Good, yeah, I love it. And and, awesome. and so, uh, music aside, you know, there's a I like to ask a you know big overarching question at the at the end of the podcast, um, and so that question you know can be many different answers or you know questions. What is the most important thing to remember when it comes to drinking uh, and keto? Because there's a lot of different rules, there's a lot of different you know types of alcohol, there's a lot of different um, things to do and things not to do. But what is the number one most important thing to remember? if you are going to drink alcohol and you are keto? I think just everything in moderation. Um, Make sure you're getting your hydration, your electrolytes. Um, Just plan. Make sure you have lots of keto-friendly snacks ready. And if you do mess up, just don't beat yourself up. Just don't get too upset about it. Just get back on track. And I mean, this is a lifestyle, not a diet to us. So, I mean, if we fall off, we just get back on. Not the next day, like the next meal. So, yeah, mm. I think the saddest mm. thing that I heard was someone message us and they were like, I drank too much last night. What should I do? Should I not eat for 24 hours? Should I only eat eggs? And it was, it was just this moment of you do not have to do anything extreme for mm. just because of one night, you know, just get back on it, <laughs> drink some water. You're going to go lay in the sun. You'll be fine. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't just eat like coconut oil for the next three days because you drank too much wine, you know? I, yeah. I think with keto in general, there's there's just that urge to get back in ketosis as fast as possible. And you just have to look at it as if you're going to do this for a really long time, you can't live like that. Yeah, you just got to let your body do do its thing. <laughs> mm. And I think that's when, when you understand that is when it sort of becomes a lifestyle mm-hmm. instead of just a diet. So. Um, yeah, because it's you know for for those people uh, they they they've fallen off their diet for and you know their diet's only going for eight weeks and then after that they're going to go back to normal. But you know I drank too much last night. How can I fix it? But if you think about um, you know any changes in your body, any changes uh, with regards to weight or with regards to mental clarity or with regards to anything, those things come at a weird time because it's not consistent mm-hmm. and those uh, you know you, you sort of have to just make it work and keep going and, and so i guess with keto it's like the number one thing you have to think about is just don't eat carbs that's literally it yep. and everything else is secondary yep. and so when it comes to, to to alcohol you know just just 
make make it a lifestyle not a not a diet i think that yeah i think that's really great advice um and you know so for people who are out there listening to this podcast and going i want to know more about boozy ketones where can they find you what places are you available online where can they ask you questions where can they um you know all of the things where are all of the things for you so we're mostly on Instagram. Um, we just started a website a few months back, so we're still working on that, but it's got some great information too. And that's www.boozyketones.com. Um, so those two areas. Yeah, on Instagram, it's just uh, at Boozy Ketones. Yep. You'll find yeah, us. Yeah, great. And all of the links for this will be in the description of the show as well. So if you're listening on your podcast device and you haven't already gone and, uh, you know, sent <laughs> sent Boozy Ketones a message saying, I want a drunk episode on... Uh, <laughs> on. <laughs> if you haven't already done that and already followed them, then then uh, this is your time to do that. So it's been so great having you on the podcast and chatting. And, you know, for those people who are listening, maybe you've learned a little bit about, you know, what sort of alcohol you can and can't drink. Uh, and, and, you know, some of the choices that you can have if you are out at a bar and you don't know uh, what what is behind the bar or, uh, you know, getting some recommendations. And don't don't be afraid to ask because I think that's, that's also important too. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for coming on the podcast because I know the time is always, uh, you know, very constrained in, in everyone's lives and, and, uh, and it's, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it was really fun. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this podcast, make sure you hit subscribe to be notified next week when the podcast arrives. If you could do one small act of kindness for today, I would greatly appreciate a review from you. It's really easy and it allows me to keep making podcasts just like this one every week just for you. Head on over to fatforweightloss.com.au forward slash podcasts for the latest updates and all the show notes. Until next week.